Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show. We're glad to have you with us in a, a podcast in which we're taking a different direction than we normally do. We love to talk about football. We discussed basketball last week, and this week we'll hit up some MLB um, because there's obviously plenty of people out there that loves America's pastime. So we'll hit up baseball. Uh, before we do that, remember to subscribe to our podcast um, on your preferred platform. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and interact with us. We love to talk about baseball, too. So if you have any questions, you want to you talk baseball with us, please hit us up. Let's get started. What we're going to discuss today is three different topics. The most disappointing team thus far throughout the MLB season. They've gone through about 65 to 70 games, depending on the team. So we're almost halfway done the season. And yes, we're back to 162. Uh, compared to last year, we had less than half the season. Now we're back to 162. We get a big sample size. We get to see who's really legit. Some teams had success last year in a shortened season. That was unprecedented, especially because of the fact that over half the teams in the league made the playoffs. This year, we get a much bigger sample size. So who is the most disappointing team? Who is the most surprising team? And who is the most exciting team to watch thus far throughout the season? Let's start with Meisty. Meisty, uh, who is the most disappointing team in the playoffs? Uh, who is the most um, exciting team to watch throughout the season so far? Who do you think is the most exciting team to watch? To me, the most exciting team has been the San, the, the San Diego Padres. Um, they started off just where they, everyone thought they would, up on top. Um, lately, there's a bit of a struggle as of, you know, where we are today, but, you know, they're getting back, um, Cronworth gets to go, go back in where he, where he belongs in the batting order, everything reshuffles back to normal. Um, I, I just saw, I'm trying to find the exact number, his, he lost 40 points. Uh, Jake, here's the, here's the report. Jake Cron- Cronworth has lost nearly 40 points off both his batting average on base percentage weeks that's how long the injury um of Trent Grisham has been so the and, and that's just that and that's been real that's just one guy each guy is just because of the injury has shuffled um I think that the Padres are going to be right back on top right back on top of that division in a heartbeat winning games I mean they they're I, I I don't watch every one of their games but because they're on the west coast and all but um I mean I look at the box I I, I saw numbers and numbers they're just these guys are hitting and they're Fernando Tatis Jr., that guy can hit the ball so far so hard. It, it's, it's incredible. And then Machado, I mean, their defensive game is, is insane. And then their hitting is even better. So if, and they have great pitchers. So to me, they are, they are the best that we have. We're not going to get better than them right now this year. I mean, the Yankees maybe had a chance, but they're struggling as is. Um, there are teams that are good. They're good teams, but nothing, nothing like the exciting kicks of uh, San Diego Padres. So who do we think? has been the most disappointing team thus far. I think it's the Atlanta Braves. And the reason is because the Braves, for a few years straight before the pandemic shortened season, they won the division a bunch of years in a row. And this year they're under 500 and not a, a, a very subpar division. I mean, we're talking about a division with, first of all, the Nationals, who have been on the decline the last couple of years, a losing record last year. I know they were the champs of the division for a while, and that's where uh, in between the Phillies and the, and, and, and now – it's really been the Nats. It's been their division. But I think that the Phillies have not – by the way, interesting number. You know the Phillies haven't had a winning record in a decade, which is fascinating. We're talking about a team that won the World Series about a decade ago. And since then, they won 100 games, over 100 games in, in 2011, and they haven't had a winning record since then. So this should have been a wide-open division for the Braves taking. And they're only one ahead of the loss column of the fourth-place Nats. They're only one ahead in the win column of the Marlins. So I definitely think – that they're, they're a big disappointment. They're right in the middle of the pack. They've been hitting a lot of home runs this year. That's been the one plus. 
But they're right in the middle of the pack, batting average as a team. They're like right next to the Orioles. Literally right next to the Baltimore Orioles have the worst record in baseball. Their on-base percentage is outside the top 10. As a team, they're not hitting very well, despite they have a very good middle, middle of the lineup. Their, 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 their main guns are not pulling through this year. But obviously it's early. We're not even through half the season. That's 64 games. That means we still have 18, 17 to go until the, uh, until the midway point. All-star break still a while away. So we got plenty of time to go. I think, I think that ultimately the, the power, the big bats, the big hitters will pull through as they normally do in baseball throughout a 162-game season. That's the thing about having a 162-game season is that sometimes a small sample size, like I mentioned, Last year, it was shortened season, and a lot of guys that we didn't expect to have breakout years did, in fact, just that. Because when you're only playing 60, 70 games, it's a lot easier to hit consistently than playing 162. Generally, the good players become greater throughout the season, and the bad players become worse throughout the season. But if you don't have enough time for that to develop, then it doesn't always develop into the way we predict it to be. So with that being said, so much time left this season, the Braves will improve. But so far, they've been a disappointment. They're four games below 500, a team that's won the division three straight years. So I definitely think the Braves are the biggest disappointment. Yehuda, who do you think is um, has been the biggest surprise this far this year? So in the division with um, the Dodgers and the Padres, two teams that we thought would be, um, you know, competing for the NL crown and basically guaranteed to meet in the NLCS, the San Francisco Giants actually lead the division or in first place, you know, a few games ahead of the Dodgers and Padres. And although, you know, the Padres are the most exciting team and they are one of the most exciting teams, like you said, like you uh, said, Feisty, um, the, the Giants are actually doing it all with their pitching and like solid hitting and just being being clutch and just playing good team baseball. And one guy that I'm looking at, uh, Kevin Gosman, you know, a, uh, a retread, a cast off from the Orioles who couldn't couldn't, you know, he was like solid and he was going to be their number one, but he never could really get it all together. And then he leaves the Orioles, and he's now seven and one with a one forty three ERA. You know, one one of the best. (laughs) Yeah, one of the best uh, ERAs in the in the bigs, and their their pitching is just so solid, and it's such a good bullpen, and just just um, playing such great team ball, and to be able to be you know one of the top five teams in the league, and then leading division over the Dodgers and the Padres, who you know it's not like they're struggling, struggling. You know, when we say the Dodgers are struggling, that means that they're not on pace to win 120 games. You know, maybe now they're only on pace to win 100, 105. And and yet, the Giants are still ahead of them and still winning this division. So it's incredible what the Giants have done. I don't know if they can keep this up with their, their pitching because once you get into those those dog days of summer and like July and August games where it's just you're playing double headers and it's like 90. 95 degrees and you're just out there for hours and hours that's you know those are the games that turn the season and you can make or break your team so we'll see if the giants are able to keep this up and keep up this surprising start but uh so far uh what they've done is incredible and it could come down to a three-team race in september between dodgers dodgers padres and giants which would be very exciting and great for for the game of baseball um you know overall yeah, that's a that's a killer division, and I find it funny that uh, two of the teams we mentioned, the team you mentioned, the most surprising team I mentioned is the most exciting. Um, they both have uh, former Baltimore Orioles leading the way, right? Gossman's got a one four three ERA this year. The guy's killing it. The guy literally couldn't do couldn't do trash on the Orioles. He was trash on the Orioles. He had a couple years of ERA over six, 
And Machado's right in the middle of that lineup on the Padres. Most, two of the most exciting teams in baseball got those former Baltimore Orioles right in there. Um, it's just good organizations, and baseball's organizational. You have a good organization, you succeed. And obviously, the Orioles don't. The Padres do. They've been able to develop these players. And the Giants also. The Giants have always been, been a surprising team. Even times, times that, that, that people have not predicted them to succeed. They won the World Series once when nobody saw it coming. Um, they've always been there. They've always because they have a good organization. We mentioned the Rays before the podcast. The Rays are a team that don't always have a lot of talent. They don't have a lot of like they're competing with the Yankees. Um, and despite the fact they're competing with the Yankees and the Red Sox, these huge markets, they're still somehow able to develop their players in the minors. They're able to sign small contracts to important and valuable players. And the good organizations ultimately prevail in baseball. Money does too. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't have the money, next is the good organizations. Um, okay, so I think my yeah. Do you have anything else to say? I, I, yeah, I found I found the reason after much research. I found the reason why the Braves are struggling this year. Okay, Nick Markakis, another ex Oriole, is no longer with them. <laughs> I think that is definitely <laughs> a, a cause to their struggles. It seems like the Orioles players, Jake Arrieta, Gosman, uh, oh, good one, Manny Machado. Machado. You want a series? Get yourself an Oriole player. <laughs> right. Leave, leave the Orioles leave that organization they break out and uh, just bring their team with you bring your team with you just yeah. get better I think I would root for the Orioles if they, if they like picked up and moved out like the Colts did one day just like completely left I would still root for them like get out if like they ran away from Peter Angelus I'd root for them oh, we'll definitely have to do a whole 10 minute pot on the Orioles one of these days but for, for oh, now, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap that up. That one. We'll, get, we'll get our baseball experts, although Yehuda's our baseball expert. Um, we'll get more baseball experts on for that one. In the meantime, thank you for joining us for this discussion, uh, a baseball discussion for once, most disappointing, most exciting, and most surprising team thus far. And we're excited to see what direction the MLB season goes as we get towards the All-Star break. We still have a while, about another month for the All-Star break. Um, and until next time, enjoy the rest of the season. Enjoy the rest of the NBA playoffs. And we'll see you guys next time.